And we are officially live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. As always, my name is Michael Pagano, and I'm here with JD. As you all just learned last week, a.k.a. Jean-Dre. Jean-Dre, did I say that right? Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. Jean-Dre. You can pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are live here on YouTube. As always, guys, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. I hate this script that you have to do, but we have to remind you because not everybody yeah. does it. Uh, if you're watching on TikTok, as always, comment section is turned off so you can't participate. We give you guys the ability to still watch it, uh, but if you're too lazy to come over to YouTube, uh, you don't get to enjoy the comment section and, and the conversation going on over here and everybody uh, you know, being involved in the discussion because sometimes we have these open discussions. Um, and as you all see above today's episode, we're going to be talking about fear. But before I dive in more about that, what's up, JD? What's up, brother, Ben? Good to see you, as always. Good to see everybody in the chat. And just, yeah, like Mike already reminded you, last week we had like, well, the week before, we had like 200 plus viewers at one point. And we only had like 45 likes. So like right now, there's, there's, there's 40 people on here. Go like it right now because, again, this pushes it out to more people. Um, same, same with like TikTok and all these algorithms, the more likes, the more shares, the more it gets pushed out on YouTube. And ultimately that's what we're here for. We're here to, we're here to encourage people with the gospel. We're here to live the gospel, walk the gospel, talk the gospel, get people closer to Jesus Christ. So Amen. that's what, that's the purpose of this whole podcast. And that's why we are here. So absolutely blessed to be with you yet again, brother. And, uh, let's get it, man. Amen. 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 And just a reminder, guys, don't forget every Friday, 8 a.m. Uh, Central uh, Standard Time, we release or premiere uh, the Bible reading. This one coming up, if I'm correct on where we're at and which one it is, because remember, me and JD are ahead of you because we're we're processing multiple episodes. Um, if I can remember correctly, the next one coming up is uh, uh, a really good one, like, like really good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think the next one is Sodom and Gomorrah. Or are they already at that? I think they're at eleven. They were at eleven to fifteen. Introducing yeah. introducing them to Sodom and Gomorrah, introducing them to Abraham. But the next one, I think, is where we actually see uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a great one. So, guys, yeah. make sure you're tuning in for that. It's in the playlist, reading Genesis. Um, and as we mentioned, we're going all the way to the Book of Revelation. So, fear is is the title, and 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 uh, and I want to just tell you that this this is not going to be specific on a type of fear. But rather, we want to jump all over the place on this. And the reason why we wanted to do this episode, the reason why I felt like it was necessary to do it is because one of the main questions I'm getting lately, and, and I'm sure JD gets this, is about the rapture in September, right? And, and it's, it's a lot of people are running around scared because of these. And I started to look, and a lot of people in, in the fringe Christianity, online Christianity, I don't know what you want to call it, but 90% of them are running around in fear of, you know, God not answering. Am I really saved? Uh, am I doing the right things? What about this prophecy? Like it's always, it's like chickens with their heads cut off. And honestly, I believe it's because of like, we've talked about lack of discipleship, lack of leadership. So mm, like you mm, have this mm. urge for a hunger of knowledge. You don't know where to get it from. And you're running around with everything that you hear. Um, little mic feedback i think i don't know what that was no uh it's it's the sorry about that i should have had myself on mute the power's just gone off oh but it's all good we're so on good. backup so 
It's all good. I'm okay. here, <laughs> here to stay. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about that because a lot of Christians are walking in fear. Uh, their, their walk is full of fear. They have fear every day. And that's not Christianity. That's not what you are called to do. In fact, the Bible repeats this multiple times saying uh, uh, you, you do not receive a spirit of, of slavery to fall back into fear or a spirit of fear to fall back into slavery. Got that twisted. But a spirit of adoption to which you cry out, Abba, Father. So I wanted to discuss that. I wanted to talk about, you know, the only fear that we should have, which is the fear of God and, and really focus in on. Uh, us having peace with God. I can't Amen. tell if JD yeah. wanted to. Say Amen. He had a, a absolutely, absolutely. It's also, it's also, you know, it's 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 a uh, just a little fun fun fact is is that the word fear um, appears in the Bible just as much as as we see words like love and faith. Um, fear appears often. We see it in the very first instance in, in Genesis 3.10, which we've just covered. That's why it's still fresh in the memory. Adam was in fear of the Lord and hiding after they had eaten of the fruit. Um, again, so so fear is something that grips that grips the Christian. Um, and this fear then spirals. Fear turns into anxiety, into depression. Fear is like the master of so many little things. Um, so why it's important not to why it's important not to live in fear again we have not been given the spirit of fear but the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind um so many many verses where where jesus christ puts points out that living in fear is not for the christian um even fear of what comes tomorrow um mike just touched on it with the specifics of people you know date setting about the rapture and for those of you who are in the chat who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Again, this is not something to be fearful of. Um, you just keep proclaiming the gospel, keep living every single day for Jesus Christ and keep living out the gospel. And when Jesus Christ does return, we'll be whipped up into the clouds. So there is absolutely nothing to be fearful of, especially um, of those who will be left behind. Um, if again, if you hold to that view, uh, it's, those who are left behind will then more than likely most will turn to, to Jesus Christ. We see that in the last days, there is a time of restoration as well as a, a time of a great falling away. So we know that those who have rejected the gospel will, will give heed to apostasy. They will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. These things have to happen. These things have to happen again for anyone who's read through Matthew 24. We have covered it briefly on uh, the podcast very early on when we just started the, the podcast. But again, you are not you are not in control. You are not in control. And this is one of the things I actually had to say to someone yesterday. Stop trying to control everything. You, you cannot control things. We are we are called to to preach the gospel, to be consistent in season and out of season, always bringing people the truth, which is Christ Jesus. So everything else outside of that, that's not something we need to be worried about or fearful of. So everything you, you were just talking and then things kept popping in my head like, oh, that scripture, oh, that scripture. So I'm over here writing, pulling stuff up. But um, 
So we, yeah, we're not going to really harp on that specific fear, but I did want to bring it up. You know what, what JD said uh, about, you know, the end times. And we're going to talk about that as well, but here's what I really want to discuss when it comes to fear. I think a lot of times when we have fear, we try to focus on what that fear is about and solve that problem. Fear about the rapture. I need to know more about the rapture. Am I safe? Et cetera, et cetera. Fear about this, et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is fear is a symptom, not a problem. We have to ask ourselves, why is this fear existing? You see, uh, I was reading earlier, and a lot of you know if you were on my live stream earlier when I was reading that book, uh, the Charles Spurgeon book about prayer. It was profound when he talked about how we can't even discuss our prayer life until we have confidence in our salvation. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read this to you yet, JD, but I wanted to. I made a video about it. But he talks about how if you don't have confidence in your salvation, if you don't have confidence that you have been forgiven, how can you ask for anything and have confidence in having it given to you? Right. And he talks wow. about how confidence in your prayer is a demonstration of your faith. And it's actually glorifying to him because it's saying, I yeah. trust that you can do it. I trust that you will do it. I trust that you have promised it. But if you pray and doubt that he'll give, then it says so much about your faith. And then he even said it's mocking of prayer. If you pray without expecting it, you're actually mocking God's grace because you're saying like, even though I know you said it, I'm going to say this, but I don't believe I'm going to like, you know what I mean? And this makes me think also about fear. If we know that we, if we can't even get to the problem of fear, if you're not confident in your salvation, why do J, JD and I say that we're, we deal with fear in a, like we're able to deal with fear because we believe in eternal security and we're not just like that person wavering. We have confidence in it. So what yeah. can we fear if we know that it's finished? And, and this is why I wanted to open up the scriptures because I think scripture defines fear great in a great way. It's simple. And I believe that it, it, it basically, um, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm hitting share screen while I'm doing this, summarizes why we have fear. And hold yeah. on, here it comes. Amen. In 1 John chapter 4, I want to read to you this passage. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So I wanted you to read all that before we get to here, because this is what matters. This, well, it all matters, but this is where I want you to really, if you're, if you're one of the people that take notes, this is your, your key part for today when it comes to fear. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear 
has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Now, I wanted you to hear that because that is fear. What is fear? Think about every fear you ever have to have. It's It has to do with punishment. Now, you might think like, well, yeah. what about fear of a spider? It's punishment. It's consequences, right? You can interchange the two. Bad consequences equals punishment, right? Everything you fear is because of the way that you're, you're worried about something negative coming upon you. And mm -hmm. we have this fear of man, this fear of peer pressure, this fear of our, do, are we truly saved? And I want you to note, not only does he mention that perfect love cast that out, but notice JD, he started this little part right here saying that we can have confidence for the day of judgment. And like we were just, like I was just saying to you, that eternal security, that confidence in your salvation plays such a part in your faith. Like when I finally became, when I, when I got to that point, my life changed. That, that is the, 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 the defining moment of my faith when I recognized what grace truly was and what he actually gives. And it changed the way I see him, changes the way I thank him, that I come to him. And I love that John makes it clear to emphasize this before talking about fear. Yeah. Because when yeah. you have confidence, what is the fear of? And, and and I'll let yeah. you touch on that before I, because I have a little bit more I wanted to add on to that. Yeah, I just you know I just gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna get real with everybody for a second. You know, Ooh. the Ooh. the the biggest the biggest, and this is just like a little a little part of my testimony. My my father was my father loved heroin. He loved heroin more than he loved me. And and what happened was, um, my grandmother and my mom will tell you a story. When I was about seven years old. Um, I sat outside the gate because my father had promised that he would fetch me for my birthday. And I sat outside the gate the entire day. I didn't budge. I didn't eat. I didn't drink. I sat there. And every single time I was called inside to come have a drink or to have a bite to eat, I would reply with, he's going to be here soon. He's going to be here soon. And alas, he never showed up. He never showed up. Um, and the sun started going down. Eventually, I had no option but to go back inside. And I can still remember it so vividly um, because this shaped the way I saw my father. And ultimately, this shapes the way a lot of people see God. Um, and people are saying, why are you bringing this up, J.D.? Here's the point. A lot of people make, an, make a distinction between their earthly father's letdowns and their heavenly father. And, and we equate that, that because our earthly fathers have made mistakes, they have erred from truth, they have sometimes mistreated us, we seem to put that equation with God. And we think, okay, well, if, if he could do this, then surely God can do this too. And, and here's, here's what, what happens, because we see two different fears in the Bible. We see having a fear of the Lord and being fearful of God. And having that fear of the Lord, that reverence of who God is, he is the best father there is. There is no earthly father that could ever measure up to our heavenly father. So the, the problem in most people's minds is because they've been let down by people they love and people they care about on this planet, on this earth, they somehow think God is capable of doing the same things. Mm -hmm. He absolutely is not. And this is where we change being fearful of who God is in the sense of he's going to let me down. I'm scared mm -hmm. God 
doesn't have me. Um, and, and this is why we punt eternal security, because he is not like our earthly fathers. Once he's got us, once we have been adopted, once we have believed, once we are members of Christ's body, there is no pulling us away from Christ. As Romans 8 so abundantly says, Paul says to us, for I'm persuaded that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. So again, if you are here right now and you've got a problem with God because of how people in your life have broken their promises and have broken your trust, then it's time to switch up and stop thinking about God in the carnal mind and in the carnal sense of things. We, what do we, what does the author of Hebrews say? For without faith, it is impossible to please God. God doesn't require anything from you but faith. And Amen. faith overcomes fear. Amen. Huh. I needed two. I needed two. Um, <laughs> no, amen. I, I love hey, that. That was, that was, that was deep what you shared there. And, and, and I love that you made sure to point it to the fact that some people do correlate the love that they got from their father on earth to their father in heaven. And that's what it really causes a lot of troubles. And that's why men are called to be that representation. And, and, and I, the problem with fear is this. Some people may think they have a fear of the Lord, a, a proper one, but me and my wife were talking about this beforehand because, you know, I told her about what the episode was about and, and she also was at her Bible study tonight. So we were discussing some stuff and I compared it to who do you fear more? Because my children have a fear of me, right? A reverence of me. But if they went out into the street with their friends and then they didn't want to let their friend down, right? The peer pressure and they do something stupid and I'm sitting there talking to them and I find out that their fear of their friends outweighed their fear of me. It's an offense to me, right? So imagine that for a second is that you fear the Lord. You say you fear the Lord, but yet you let your fear of anxiety, right? What is anxiety? Anxiety is the fear of man. I know this because I have anxiety. Anxiety is triggered by worrying about what people think about you, what people will say about you, how people will judge you, how people will view you. It is a fear of man. And we'll let the fear of man or the fear of something else, uh, the fear of our salvation, doubting our salvation, overpower the fear of the Lord. And it reminds me of what uh, Jesus says. And I'm going to open up the scriptures real quick. Uh, I don't have these labeled. Where do I want to go? Where are you at? Where are you at? Jesus said this in, where did he say this? He might have said it here. Matthew 10, where he says, uh, do not fear the one who can kill the body, but rather, oh, here it is. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And the reason I want to bring that up is because this is what Jesus is pointing out. We will fear that which can only, the worst they can do to you. The worst, and I, this is what I say to some young Christians when I'm talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, JD. Like people that really yeah. are battling with like, uh, those kind of fears. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen to you in this life? Yeah. You die. Yeah. If death has been conquered and you believe that, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? What is the absolute worst thing that can happen to you? This is why when people worry about the rapture, it blows my mind because I'm like, what are you worried about? Because yeah. if you're not ready for the rapture today, you shouldn't be worried about the rapture 100 years from now. You should be worried about like today's the day of salvation. 
today is the only day that matters. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow. Will worry about itself. James mm-hmm. says, you know, if you, if you're talking about tomorrow, uh, uh, it's arrogant and you're boasting in your arrogance because if the Lord wills, you'll have tomorrow. People that yeah. talk about like tomorrow so much, it's like you assume God's going to give you tomorrow. And this is what I hear when people talk about the rapture. I want to say to them, you're, you're acting like you think God's going to let you see the rapture. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're going to be there for the rapture. I never look at it that way. I, if he catches us off guard, he catches us off guard. Amen. I live life like I might die today and be back with him today. That's how yeah. I'm living. Excuse me. That's how yeah. I'm living. Life. Like, Amen. how arrogant is that to think, like, I'm going to be around and and, and and in my lifetime, right when I'm ready, I'm going to be old. I've lived a great life here. So Jesus going to come. I'm going to raise up in the sky. Be like, hey, everybody. And every generation has this. People that think that they're going to be raptured. And that's yeah. all that people think about. And it's arrogant yeah. to think you even have tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, and I see the same. And we see the reverse with this as well, where people are like, I'm going to start reading my Bible tomorrow. I'm going to start studying tomorrow. I'm going to get involved in a prayer group tomorrow. I'm going to start reaching out to people tomorrow. Uh, you know, and and again, we this is one of the, the oldest lies that, 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 you know, Satan has put out there that you've got time. Like, like this is, this is a reminder of, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I speak for myself and for Mike when I say this, this is where we have to constantly bring ourselves. This is what Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians chapter nine, where he says, you know, I, I strike a blow to my body. I make my body my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be a castaway. Again, what we preach, we have to live. Um, and trust me, if we touch on topics, that's the areas where we get tested on the most. Um, and I always say, if you're going to preach on something, that's the area where you're going to be tested on the most come the, the next few days or weeks or months, whatever the case may be. But stop putting things off, things off that you you think you've got time for. Uh, do it now. If there's someone you need to reconcile with, do it now. If there's someone that you need to forgive, do it now. If there's if there's anything you're still holding on to from the past that is that is hindering your walk with God, get rid of that right now. Because I'll tell you personally, from personal experience again, that that for holding on to uh, hatred and unforgiveness towards my father for most of my life hindered my walk with God because I kept equating every relationship to what he had done to me. Every relationship I walked into as a skeptic because of what he did to me. And and a lot of people are fearful. Like, uh, what if X, Y, and Z comes out about my past? Good, good, good. It's a good thing. Because if you're still holding on to that thing, you can't be, you can't be moving forward. You can't be moving forward. And and Mike will tell you his previous life, he was he was so far away from God. My previous life, I was so far away from God. And and looking back, if people had a glimpse into my past and they look at me now, then it then it'd be like, okay, now it gets real. And about a year ago, I did a I did a live on, on TikTok speaking on this exact thing, you know, the fear of your past. You your past is not something you should fear. The, the past is a beautiful reminder of God's grace. The past is a beautiful reminder of where you are at today, because we have this knack for wanting to look back and and we sit and we overthink how we could have redone situations five years ago. Never mind a week ago, we start playing up 
scenarios now that we're mature in Christ of I should have done that 10 years ago and I wouldn't have gone through that. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous. If you really think about it, fear, if you really think about it, fear only exists in the past and the future. It doesn't exist in the present. Like the fear yeah. we're talking about, we're not talking about being scared of something in it. But if you think about it, fear comes from either worrying about what tomorrow brings or stressing about what happened yesterday. But Jesus tells you to worry about today only, right? And, and really, where does fear exist in today? Today's moving too quick for fear to be present. Because even when fear uh, comes face to face with you, it's a whole different thing. Things we stress about can come up and it just, you handle it different. It just happens, right? Because we, we, we end up creating these situations in our mind that are so much worse than what they really are. And it's almost like Jesus knows all this, these things that take us so long to figure out that he says, hey, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. I brought up yeah. James while you're talking because I wanted to read it for people for those that haven't heard me read this, even though this is one of those ones I love. Oh, yeah. He says, I'm glad you went. Yeah. <laughs> Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Isn't that interesting that he says, what is your life and compares you to a mist? A mist. That's what he compares us to. A mist. It's just like, I can't even. And if you think about it, compared to creation or God, because creation is not eternal like God is. But even that, the length of that, you're a mist. And guess what? When I'm gone, this world going to keep spinning. It's going to keep spinning. The gospel going to keep getting preached. Like I'm just a, a, a piece of the body of Christ. It doesn't start yeah. with me or stop with me. And I really, what makes me sad though, is all the people that let fear control their walk. You have fear of legalism, people that are fearful of how they're walking and making sure they don't mm -hmm. step correctly. Fear of like we talked about with future. And if you just understand what, what Job says, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Like it's Amen. That, that's all that matters to you guys. Amen. And when you get to there, find that, the, the, get rid of the complexity. Go back to the simpleness. A lot of things we fear about are things we created that we added value to. Like think about the thing that's been bothering you lately with your job. Mm. Or uh, you were created to be in his presence and to bask in his glory as he loves you and you love him. Is any of that affected? If no, if you if that's not affected, nothing can mess with my day. If, hey, if, man. You, can't, if you can't take that from me, you can take earthly things from me. What, what are you gonna do? You can take my house, you can take my family, you can take my my life. Like, like Jesus said, don't fear the one that can kill the body. Fear the one that can kill the body and soul in hell. You don't want that. And that's the one I don't I feel. I fear him. And, and yeah, if you Amen. If you get past this, guys. This is, I think, why I, I love that every time we dive into another topic, JD, it reminds me of why eternal security is always on the forefront for yeah, us. For you yeah, and me. Because a lot of these things can be solved when you get your faith right. And when you get your faith right and you recognize who he really is, like it, eternal security changes who he is. It's a God of his covenant that keeps his word, that does not lie, that keeps his promise, that holds you firm. What does it say at the end of, uh, I didn't even have this line pulled up. Ready? Let me pull this. 
Here's here's what I have Let for the person that's scared. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Here's, here's the path <laughs> In the words of Lord. For those that get scared. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Look at what that just said. He's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless to the presence of his glory with great joy. He does it with a smile on his face. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. He keeps you firm. He keeps you stable. And yet we fear. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Is anything in there, JD, about me? Does it is anything <laughs> yeah. in here about how good David is, how strong David is, how wise David yeah. is, how powerful Amen. David is? He said, the Amen. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Side note, the rod and the staff, I don't know if you know this, but the the, the shepherd didn't just ease his sheep. He hits them. It hurts sometimes, right? This is that discipline. But he's saying it comforts him. He understands that the rod and the staff are never used in a soft way. But he says they comfort me because when it's God disciplining you, there's nobody that you have to worry about. If you're being disciplined by the creator of heaven and earth and being guided by the creator of heaven and earth, no one is worse. No one has more power than him. There's no one for you to fear outside of him. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. I mean, and this is exactly, it's it's so fitting that you've just read Psalm 23, because here's what I wanted to say, based on what you just read in James as well, is is we have an overinflated view of self. You have an overinflated view of self, and this also leads to fear. Pride leads to fear. So if you if you if you if you're battling with pride, you're gonna battle with fear. Because ultimately, if you are dead set on I've got to do this. I've got to please this. I've got to make sure this. I've got to that. I've got to that. Because otherwise people will say X, Y, and Z. And that ultimately you were created by him for him. You were created by him for him. So Mm. again, having an overinflated view of who you are and how important you are and how special you are could definitely affect how your your fear levels your anxiety levels we were created by god for god um and ultimately if we are living every single day for whatever happens to me happens and again what's the worst that could happen you could die and then what be in god's presence so (laughs) the apostles knew this i mean we see this in we see this in acts chapter four you know what do they say to what do they say to john and to cephas peter they say look if you don't Stop preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We're going to take <laughs> oh, away all your things. We're going to take away all your things. I love and what he says. Yeah. I mean, and Peter responds. And then they say, well, if you don't stop preaching, we're going to throw you in prison. And Peter responds. And they say, well, if you don't stop preaching in Jesus' name, we're going to kill you. Hold on. And now. Peter responds. Let's say what Peter responded with. Whether yeah. it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Peep what happens here. The fear of God versus the fear of man. He said, look, Amen. if you think I should be more scared of you than God, that's for you to judge. As for me and my people, we fear the Lord. That's what he straight mm. up is saying here. In the way yeah. he's saying, he said, look, you might want to sit down and ask yourself this question. And then we see one of the, the Pharisees actually kind of say something similar to end all this when he says, if this is not of God, it'll end out. It'll die out. And But if it is of God, then we can't stop it. And God forbid we oppose what God is doing. Right. So then they yeah. back up off him. I love that you went there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, and, and and from here, we can bounce straight to Joshua 24, 15, where he does the same thing. He does the same thing. He says, he says, he, and, and I mean, Mark's pulling it up right now, so I'm going to let Mark read it. But I mean, yeah, we see the same thing. Go ahead, bro. You, you, you're reading like a champ tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh yeah. I had a bunch okay. of, I told you scriptures just been popped. When we don't plan ahead of time, <laughs> scriptures are popping in my head. So these are Amen. all, while you're talking, here's what pops in my head. Um, Hebrews one, listen why, because you talked about him having control. Listen what it says about Jesus. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds Amen. the universe by the word of his power. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. Then jump with me to Hebrews. Uh, um, uh, where is it at? Oh, did I close? Oh, Hebrews 2, 2. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control. Nothing or something. He left nothing outside of his control because he became our perfect founder of salvation, the founder of our faith. And this is why we have Hebrews 10 and 11, as we discussed the other week, JD, it's a witness of all those that came before us to show us God never let anyone down. In fact, actually, let me go ahead and, and open that part up. Uh, if, hey, if, God, if God's word is going to be on the forefront, let's let it put, put it on the uh, forefront tonight. Hebrews Amen. I think it's 11. Actually, it might be 12 that I'm looking for. No, 11. Right here. So he gets after, after he talks about uh, Moses, right? He says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign, army, foreign armies to flight. And it goes on and on and on because God upheld them. And yet, we can have this cloud of witnesses. Like it says here, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
that causes that fear in our life. Every sin which clings so closely to us, begging us to retreat to sin, the pornography, the lying, the, the alcohol, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Look upon, look upon him. I'm going to let, let Jesus' words be spoken real quick. Real quick, J.D. I'm going to just read uh, Jesus' words. So a reading according to the gospel of Matthew, thus says the Lord is what I'm about to speak. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you Amen. of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Mm. That was the reading mm. of the word of the Lord. Amen. 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 I mean, Paul also lays it down for us very nicely in Philippians 1 from verse 20. I don't know if you want to, if you can go there quickly. Yeah, yeah, Philippians yeah, 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 chapter yeah. One. I'm about to run out this because, room real quick and grab something. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Yeah, just, just open Philippians before you bounce, because this is this is something we got to read. So yeah, from from verse twenty, check check what Paul says to us. Yeah, um, he says, "As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life." Or by death, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know. That I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. And this is so important. Listen to what he says here. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come to see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith 
of the gospel. I mean, this is this is so this is so awesome because what we see here, the, the King James says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel. Again, if we are always talking and focused on that purpose, if our purpose is immovable, if our purpose is the gospel, if our purpose is to see people saved, if our purpose is to love on people. And even those that hate, even those that are constantly hating, constantly scoffing, constantly mocking, if our purpose is to love them, eventually they they can't do anything. Have you seen people respond to to love? No, people can't people can't attack love. They they might try at first, but it's it's impossible to maintain. It's impossible to maintain anger towards love because there's nothing to say. If someone responds with with an insult to an insult, then it can spiral out of control. But if someone insults you and you 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 respond with, "Well, I love you. Go in peace." That there's there's not much they can say back to that. There's not much they can say back to that because ultimately, love love cannot be trumped. Love cannot be overcome. Love Amen. overcomes all. Amen. So I ran to go grab that book that I was reading out of earlier because I swear this just works perfectly. As I was talking about how we trust God and we know that he came before us and we can trust him. I remembered this story that he says. So I'm just going to read from here real quick. I know I keep going here, but hey, uh, 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 it's powerful words. He said, I saw the other day a greyhound coursing a hare. The moment the hare ran through the hedge out of the greyhound's sight, the race was over for he could not follow where he could not see. The true hound hunts by scent, but the greyhound only by sight. Now there are some Christians too, much like the greyhound, they only follow the Lord as far as they can see his, see his manifest mercy. But the true child of God hunts by faith. Listen now, you say you have had no answers? How do you know? God may have answered you, though you have not seen the answer. This is a riddle, but it is a fact. God has not promised to give you the particular mercy in kind, but he will give it to you somehow or other. If I pay my debts in gold, no man can blame me because I do not pay them in silver. And if God gives you spiritual mercies in abundance instead of temporal, he has heard your prayer. Christ prayed that God might hear him. He was heard in that he feared, but he had not the cup taken from him. No, but he had an angel to comfort and strengthen him. And this was in truth an answer, though not such as the prayer seemed to require. You have had an answer. And if God has heard you but once, pluck up courage and go again. Many do not pray expecting an answer because they pray in such a sluggish spirit. Begging is a hard trade. A man that succeeds in it must throw his heart into it. And so is praying. If you want to win, you must pray hard. They called some of the early Christians on the continent beghards because they did pray hard to God and none can prevail but those who pray hard. Slothful souls may not expect an answer. Then there are so many again who pray in a legal spirit. Children of God know it is their duty to pray, but they pray because they believe in the efficacy of prayer. I should not expect God to hear me because the clock struck such and I began to pray from a sense of duty. No, I must go not because the clock strikes, but because my heart wants to pray. A child does not cry because the time to cry has come, nor does a sick man groan because it is the hour of groaning, but they cry and groan because they cannot help it. A legal spirit would prevent expecting answers to prayer. Incons inconsistencies 
after prayer and a failure to press our suit will bring us to doubt the power of prayer. If we do not plead with God again and again and again, we shall not keep up our faith that God hears us. Oh, says mm. one, we have no time to pray at that rate. What do you do with your time? What shall be thought of us when we confess that we have no time to pray, but there is time for trifles, princes of the blood royal, and yet no time to be at court, king of divine race, and yet no time to put on your crown and wear your robes of state, time to play with toys and roll in the dust with the beggars of earth, but no time to sit upon the throne of glory and offer the sacrifice of praise unto the most high. Shame on such Christians. May God give us true shame for this. And henceforth, henceforth may we much be in prayer and expect gracious answers. And if you didn't understand why I read that, I'll explain it real quick. He explains that we we are looking for something, and when we don't get it, we get upset. But we only go to him when necessary. We only go to him according to schedules. We only go to him in vain reasons. We expect him to answer the way we want him to expect, and then we act like we don't have time to be going to him all these other times. God answers. Yeah. And sometimes you don't see the answer because you aren't going to him in truth. I love that he said, JD, a baby doesn't cry when it's time to cry. A man in pain doesn't moan when it's time to be in pain. Likewise, like our crying, I mean, our, 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 our prayers shouldn't be scheduled. Shouldn't be at this time and this time and, and, and you know, these vain things. Fear comes yeah. because you doubt God. You doubt yeah. God because something in your walk is wrong. And, and a lot of times it starts with that faith, that trust, and that prayer life. Like, I know we mm. haven't talked a lot about prayer life, J.D., but maybe we need to do a podcast on prayer yeah. life and how yeah, important absolutely. that is. And I love that he ended it. I said it earlier, like, we need more Christians willing to say that. Shame on you, Christian, if you dare say you don't have enough time to pray. Like, what are you doing that's more important than taking time to talk to God, the Most High? And he talked about things of his age, obviously, where he talked about trifles and this, this, and that. But in our age, you got time to Netflix, you got time to Xbox, you got time to TikTok, you got time to YouTube, and you dare say you have no time to pray, but yet you're scared when something happens. David, not David, Daniel didn't start praying in the lion's den. Now, let me look at TikTok for this too. Daniel didn't start praying in the lion's den. You want to know yeah. why Daniel had no fear? Because he didn't walk into the lion's den and build a relationship there. He walked into the lion's den with God by his side because he had a relationship with him. A lot of Christians today, though, you're not walking with God until you need him. You suddenly, mm. hey, Lord, 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 Lord. You start trying to throw deals at him. Lord, I promise I'll go back to church more if you help me out yeah. right here. It's a spare wheel. It's uh, about yeah. asking God for maybes. Prayer has always been about asking you shall receive. I love the fact that, look, we when I finish reading this, we might have to do an episode on prayer because prayer might solve a lot of people's problems yeah. when they realize Amen. that they've been treating God as a genie and not as a God. Amen. I call it I call it the spare wheel faith, you know, where Jesus Christ is, is the life jacket in, in difficult times. He's the spare wheel when you've got a flat. He's the credit card when you've got a, an, an emergency and you need to pay for something today. Uh, that's that's where a lot of people run to. Like we pray in, in times of, of 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 real fear and anxiety, but we we don't pray for the everyday things. Praying in gratitude, you know, this is this we is come something to him that, on rainy days, but we don't thank him for sunny days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then this is this is I mean, we <laughs> we both love that track. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you recognized it, huh? <laughs> 
yeah, you know, we don't, we don't do this. We don't do this. And I say we, because I'm speaking, and, and again, we've said it so many times, if we're not speaking to you, we're speaking to each other. Um, and we, we, we're preaching to one another anyway. Yeah, I'm rebuking uh, JD all night. <laughs> so like ultimately the the spare wheel faith the spare wheel faith is is very dangerous because you you can never like like just just said there so profoundly so unequivocally you can't see what god is doing because you are not paying attention you are not in prayer um, and you are not seeing how he is answering you because you are not communicating with him. And this mm -hmm. is the same principle. Like if you love someone, if you love someone, you claim you love someone. Like I said to Mike, hey, bro, I love you, brother. Uh, Mike and I speak all week. We speak. Um, not as, not, and even though we speak all week, we'd like to speak more often and get more stuff done. Um, but here's the reality. People claim they love God. How often do you pray? How often do you pray? And, Bro, and this is a scary, scary I say question. This all the for time when people ask us, how do I get closer to God? And, and here's the thing. Everybody here knows how to handle a relationship with anyone else. And yet we, we, we become dummies when it comes to God's relationship with us. Like if me, if have, have any of you had a friend that you stopped talking to and the relationship stayed the same, just stayed perfect. No, I don't care what you say. Maybe you guys linked back up and it was almost as if you never stopped talking. But when you start talking, you find out, oh, man, I didn't know that. I didn't know this happened. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. This is crazy. Like relationships involve talking, time. And, and then it also it shows care, too. If I told JD that I really care about him, but I never reach out to him anymore, I stop reaching out. Stop talking to him. It doesn't matter how busy I am because if I truly care about him, it only takes a minute to say, hey, bro, I know it's been crazy. Just want to make sure you're doing all right. We, we understand that that's something we do in relationships here, but yet we don't, we don't see it when, we, when we're wondering why our relationship with God is struggling, where we don't ever talk to him. We don't ever take that time. And every time we do do it, do do it. <laughs> it's that, uh, you know, Father, thank you for today, and thank you for, you know, that you gave me life today, and, and, and then just watch over me today, and God bless you, and amen. And then at the night, Father, <laughs> thank you for this day, and thank you that you let me have this day, and forgive me for my sins, and uh, good night. And then it's uh, this one, that Father, thank you for this meal. Thank you so much that we have food, and bless this food, and the hands prepared for me, amen. Like, and you already took a bite, you're like, oh, my God. Father, thank you for this food. Like, it's, an, it's, it's vain prayer. Honestly, I bet God would rather you not do that. I can't speak for God, so I'm saying I believe that God would rather you shut your mouth if it doesn't ma if it doesn't mean anything. I I'm pretty mm. sure from the God I read about in the Bible, he don't want that vain stuff. I mean, it's vain repetition, repetitions. It's kind of what Jesus says. We see right? this what in Luke the, 18, man. Yeah, Luke 18. What is the vain we, repetition? we do vain repetitions, Christians, especially first world country. Because we don't really... Come on, guys. I want you to be honest if you live in the United States of America. Your meal today, the last meal you had, when you sat down to eat it, did you go to God in prayer and say, Lord, without you, I would not have this sincerely? Or did you just do a prayer that you do every night? Or did you even pray? And I'm not saying this because like, I'm, yeah, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm just being honest with you. It's hard in America when we supply so much to ourselves to remind ourselves that we need to be humble. And this is the scary part y'all don't realize. The Bible says, you know, it talks about rich people and everything and, and them having a tougher time knowing who God is. And we think, oh, that's not us because we're not rich. But we're comparing ourselves to other rich people in this rich society. If you live here in the United States of America, 
you are a rich person in the Bible. Matter of <laughs> fact, if you were able to decide what you ate tonight, if you said, I want a cheeseburger and you ate a cheeseburger, you are rich because most people in this world don't have that luxury. If you actually look at the numbers of it, right? Not everybody's drinking clean water tonight. Not everybody's eating a meal tonight. I tell you all the time about the kids in Haiti eating dirt cookies, right? Like, so we have to remind ourselves we live in the land of, 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 um, of, you know, abundance and, and abundance and greed. We need yeah. to remind ourselves, Lord, thank you for these things. We need to go back to him. And again, it goes back to fear because if you're not walking with him and truly relying on him, things happen where you then have fear because you're, yeah. you start quite that fear might be the Holy spirit convicting you like, yo, you don't know me. And, and I want you to fear that now so that you can get to know me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so fitting that you brought this up because like a while ago, like my wife, my wife, when like we take turns to pray at the dinner table and like, if I'm really hungry, if I'm really hungry, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pray again. <laughs> and this, I'm going to share something real with you guys here. So like when my wife prays like over dinner, like she can go on for like six minutes sometimes. And I'm like, I want to eat. <laughs> and she's still praying and she's still thanking the Lord for, for everything he's doing and going to do. And, and I'm like, I just want to eat. My food's getting cold. And, and, you know, I had this, I had this, you know, I was convicted. I was like, wow, how can I be so ungrateful? You know, my wife's, my wife's praying and I'm, I'm thinking about my food getting cold. This is why God <laughs> this gives us wives though, brother. Cause my wife yeah. has caught me on moments too. Like uh, I took my boys, I took my kids into bed every night and I'm the one who leads prayers. So I go to each room and I do prayers with the kids. And one day I forget when it was, it was a few months ago. She said, Hey, stop rushing prayers at night. Like she yeah, must've yeah, heard yeah, me yeah. going through it a little faster than normal. And I probably was, <laughs> I probably was tired. And cause yeah. so we do a, we do a prayer that's more of a thanking God for things and asking him, you know, watch over us and whatnot. And then we always do the Our Father at the end. So, you know, that can yeah. be because yeah. it's a memorized prayer can kind of go fast. And she that's what wives are for, though. I mean, that, that, not that just alone, but to correct us and guide <laughs> us. And yeah. you got to yeah. be humble enough to be like you don't be like, woman, I know what I'm doing. No, like, oh, my bad. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. No, exactly. I mean, I was like, I was like, wow, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that I was doing that because she's, she, uh, exactly the same thing. She's going, you, you, you're saying, because like, uh, you know, the Lord's Prayer is something, you know, most, most Christians can, can quote verbatim. Like, you, you should know the Lord's Prayer. Like, um, and, you know, I, she's like, it's time to start teaching the smaller kids the Lord's Prayer. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come. She's like, yo, yo, homie, slow down. Bro, <laughs> not like, that long ago, I had to stop myself and ask myself, am I thinking about the words in this prayer? And really, yeah. slow, you know, yeah. our Father who is in heaven, you know, like, go through it. Mm. I know that mm. this episode mm. was about fear, but since we got onto prayer, can I read one more thing? Because we're talking about prayer. Because I it, really bro. think, all right, all right, listen, listen. This is the opening of it. It says, I thought of addressing you this morning on the importance of prayer. I designed to stir you up to pray for me and the Lord's work in this place. Truly, I do not think I could have had a weightier subject or one that weighs more upon my soul. If I offered one request to you, it would be this. Pray for us. Of what use can our ministry be without the divine blessing? And how can we expect a divine blessing unless the church seeks it? I would say it even with tears. Pray for us. 
be abundant in intercession for only so can our prosperity as a church be increased or continued. I'm reading this because we should be praying for the body of Christ. Paul always says to be in constant intercession, right? When we're praying, are we praying for just our needs or are we praying, Father, be with the body of Christ, move the church today, be with us in all that we do. Every single one of us, Father, we need to be praying for each other. I ask you all pray for JD and myself in this ministry. Then he says, the question occurred to me, what if there is something in the church that would prevent our prayers being successful? That is a previous question that ought to be considered most earnestly, even before we exhort you to pray. As Isaiah 1 teaches, the prayers of an unholy people soon become abominations to God. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Churches may fall into such a state that their devotions will become be an iniquity. Even the solemn, solemn meetings will weary the Lord. There may be evils in our heart that may render it impossible for God to regard our intercession. If we have iniquity in our hearts, the Lord will not hear us. According to our text, some things are essential to prevalence in prayer. God will hear all true prayers, but there are certain things God's people must possess or their prayers will fail. The text tells us whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing to him in his sight. Our subjects in the essentials to prayer is in power in prayer. What we must do be and have if we if we are to prevail habitually with God in prayer, let us learn how to become Elijah's and Jacob's. Now, I, we, you can read the rest of that if you want to buy the book. But what I mentioned here is. Prayer is powerful, but if we're disobedient, this is why I wanted to bring it up because we're talking about prayer. Think about a parent. My child comes in here and says, Dad, I haven't eaten. I need food. No matter how disobedient he's been, what am I going to give him, JD? I'm going to give him food. Yeah. I'm going to provide the necessities. My child's being disobedient. He comes to me and says, Dad, new Xbox game came out, Dad. Can I get it? Am I going to give him a blessing if he's been disobedient? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Likewise, your father hears your prayers. Your father answers your prayers. But if you're looking for things beyond the necessities, your daily bread, if you're looking for things that, that you are asking him for in life that can help grow you, he wants you to be obedient. So I want to remind you as well that your walk matters. It does. Yeah. Again, this isn't about being saved. This is about us who are walking as children of God. We talk about fear and it brought us to prayer and I'm glad it did. I'm glad this naturally happened because a strong prayer life will remove fear because a strong prayer life is a lot of talking to God and you won't forget who, who stands behind you. So what in the world could ever put fear in your heart, right? Amen. What is it? What does the scripture say? If God is for us, who could be against us? Amen. Amen. I mean, if Ephesians four as well, I'm just, I'm just double checking the the verse quickly, but Ephesians four, uh, verse one and two, yeah, Ephesians four, verse one and two. Let, let's just quickly read that. Like, like you just you just said it, and then just read those first few verses. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. 
And there we there we see it. You just said it. You know, this is not a cell. We are not saying to people that you are not saved. If you've believed you're saved. And this is the problem. We get, we take a lot of flack for this. We're saying, oh, and now you, you, you're saying you can lose it. No, we are never, ever equating anything we say to you losing your salvation. But we your walk on earth, your walk here while you are alive is as important to everybody who's around you who witnesses what you were saying, what you were doing that you are a follower of Christ, that you walk worthy of the manner of the calling to which you have been called. This mm. is what Mike is saying. That's actually interesting that you said that because it makes me think about fear and how fear actually could be a negative thing, especially when it comes to what you just said. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, which I've read this many times and not for, it's actually 5, 5, yes. Uh, I read this all times. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. But if I'm walking around in fear all the time, what kind of ambassador am I? Hey, guys. Hey, atheist. You can trust Jesus. He's your refuge. He can protect you. Mike, why are you always scared, though? Every time I see you, you always talk about, oh, no, rapture this and rapture that. What about this? And oh, my gosh, this. And you're always scared about this and always worried about them. The demons over here and the demons over here and, and the Illuminati and the conspiracy theories. Like, bro, what do you talk about refuge and peace, bro? You just look like another regular person, but your fear is about this instead of this, right? We're, if, we're, if we're a testament, of who God is, and we say that with him there is no fear, with them, with him there is peace. I had it open earlier. What is it? Romans uh, 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. How do I then walk around having fear, leading people to think that that's what represents the kingdom? Amen. It all goes round, round circle. It all works together with itself. Um and I saw someone ask about humility and, 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 and I mean, gentleness as well, right? So Ephesians 4, you just it said humility and gentleness. Uh, gentleness, I actually like how Vodi Bakum defined this in one of his sermons. He said gentleness is power controlled because uh, uh, gentleness is not weakness. You know, people think that gentleness is this timid weakness. No, but I'll show you gentleness. Christ on the cross. He could have called thousands of legions of armies down, but he did not. Gentleness is power controlled. Christians are called to be gentle because we have the power of Christ inside of us, the power that raised God from the grave inside of us, but we're called to love our en enemies. That's gentleness. Humility is, a, is denying oneself, right? Humility is selflessness. That you, If you really need to understand humility, just put it next to, uh, next to selflessness, right? So, Because pride is the opposite of humility and pride is selfishness. So pride and selfishness, humility and selflessness. John says it best. I must become less so he can become more, right? Yeah. Uh, so humility One is about putting thing, others yeah. first. Amen. Amen, bro. Like that's that's the good, that's the daily go-to. John 3:30 the thing, you know what I mean? Like humility uh, exactly as Mark just said. You know, pride and vanity are the op opposites of humility and meekness, humility and gentleness, the complete opposites. Amen. 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 But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, talk about we're just bouncing over the place, but I, I really want, I really want you guys to understand that there, it's a bigger conversation and, and this isn't a one-time conversation, right? JD and I mm. can just get your mind thinking, get you asking yourself these questions. Like that's really all we can do. 
but we want you to ask these questions like, do I have peace with God? What do I, what, why do I fear things? Why do I have this fear? So many people DM me, Mike, Mike, they're saying September's the rapture. Like, so what if it is? Why, why would you be in yeah. fear? And, and, and why do you care? Today is the day of salvation. And if you walk with Christ today, then you are in Christ. Then you are in heavenly places. Then there is nothing that can defeat you. I think I've said before, you know, you never watch a movie again the second time the way you did the first because you can't be surprised. You know the outcome. You can't be scared. You can't be on the edge of your seat like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Because you know the outcome. Likewise, God is the one who declares the end from the beginning. It is declared. The time is yeah. is already uh, 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 established. There is a time and date for everything and nothing under the sun will happen except for what he has allowed. And we know the end. So if I know the end, what can I fear? What can I fear? Yeah, exactly. That That's a spot on. And I couldn't have said it better myself. And and here's the reality of, of fear. It's 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 a it's a rocking chair, man. It gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere fast because ultimately this is what happens. And and we we see this we see this very same thing happen in Matthew fourteen as well. You know, people people fear, and again their fears are are based on self. Fears of what might happen to me. Again. The, the reality of you and I and everyone else that's on this planet is, again, we'll go right back to what we've read in Hebrews, what we've read in Colossians. He, we were created by him for him. This is the problem. A lot of people will, will, will keep running around in circles trying to find a purpose or a greater meaning to this life. You were created by him for him. As soon as you surrender to that fact um, and, and you do so willingly, out of you are reverence. Not the main character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you do that out of reverence for who God is, having a fear of the Lord. What is Proverbs? Proverbs 7 is Proverbs 1 7 or Proverbs 7 1. A fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So so we see that if you don't know who God is and what God is capable of, if you don't believe, as Mike just said, he has already orchestrated the beginning and the end. He knows how it ends. He knows. There we go. 7-1. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, yes, this is, this is something we have to walk with daily. Um, you know, fools despise it. And we see it. Sky Daddy, this, that. Who did Mary pray to while Jesus was in the womb? I mean, we get these ridiculous comments. You're like, you see Canaan. them, you're like, <laughs> bring me Canaan. We Let see these ridiculous comments. And 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 ultimately, you know, that's why I say, like, especially when I go watch when I go watch Mark's videos, I like while I'm listening to Mark talk, I go because he's he's doing some longer videos now. And while I'm listening to him talk, I'm I'm reading the comment section because there's just so many comments. Some of these comments, I'm like, oh man, I should reply to this person. But then I'm like, nah, it's already been addressed. It's already been addressed. What am I doing it for? Who's it going to edify? And again, 
ultimately, if we're going to put something out there, and this is what I love, I've said it so many times, I love that you say that this is not for the person who I'm replying to, but for the edification of the body of the Christ. That, that, that's what it is about. If we are edifying our brothers and sisters saying, if you come across a question like this, stop it, man. <laughs> if you come across a question like this, then this is how you deal with it. Um, oh, before we before we forget, there is there is a a, a special surprise on 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 Monday's podcast. Oh. There will be there will be Monday a, or Wednesday. Don't let JD Monday or anything that hasn't been locked down. Monday or Wednesday, there will be a a merch giveaway. Uh, there will be a special merch giveaway. Um, to everybody watching. So here's the thing. You've got to be tuned in on Monday and Wednesday. You've got to be tuned in. If you are not live with us, you cannot win the merchandise. So yep. remember. And it won't just be one person. In fact, in fact, I'm going to also contribute. Because, J.D., you know, someone is behind this that wants this to happen. But you know what? I'll contribute as well to make this even bigger. Um where we can do a merch giveaway and maybe even a Bible giveaway. Let's have one of our biggest episodes ever. Like, but we're yeah. not going to tell you what it is yet. We're not going to tell you when. It's obviously next week, one of those days. And um, um, there's a couple, you know, ideas of how we're going to do it. And since we're going to be doing a couple giveaways, we might have a secret phrase that if you catch it and whatever, like you know what I mean. We might have a, a, a question. We might just have a, a, a spinning of names. But we're talking about some shirts. Uh, like I said, some other stuff. Uh, we just want to show you guys how much we love you. Um, and, and also we have people that want us to do this, that want to contribute to help it be done. Um, so yeah. make sure you guys are tuning into next week's episodes, both of them. Because matter of fact, here's what we'll do. Me and JD will talk. And whatever day we do it for the person that wants to, you know, support this, I'll host the next other episode. So both episodes, we're going to have some giveaways. Woohoo! Here we go, man. Amps, out of amps, all amps. the moments, out of all the moments that you had for this, and you don't even do it. My bad. <laughs> but that's 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 epic. Wins a win. Wins a win. <laughs> I'm gonna get the wins, wins a win, win. Uh, 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 soundboard <laughs> one day. Yeah, we got to get the wins a win. A wins a win. So yeah, so just keep that in the back of your minds. Again, we we this this obviously fear is is a subject that that uh, it's always based. Uh, it varies from individual to individual. Everybody's got their own fears. Uh, some some battled in certain areas more than others. So again, we just we just hopefully we've given you a bit of more of a foundation on on what where your focus should be rather than focusing on the fear. Yeah, so let's go, let's let's go ahead and actually use this final 20 minutes before we end this um, and really summarize because we were all over the place and I don't want you to go away from this where you just had a bunch of amen moments, but you left with nothing, right? Like, let's be honest. I love the amen moments when we're together and it's like, yo, that was fire. But if if nothing walked away, if you brought nothing with you as you walked away, then I don't care. That's what I want. Right. So let's go ahead and go back real quick about a couple of things. What was one of the things I really wanted you guys to do? Ask yourself, not what I'm what I'm afraid of, not not where your fear is at, but why the fear exists. Right. Mm. Because sometimes fear isn't even real fear. It's just your flesh trying to convince you to have fear. Your flesh whispers in your ear. God's not going to do what he promised. 
Your flesh whispers in your ear, your, your prayers aren't going to get answered. Your flesh whispers in your ear that he's going to let you down. And sometimes it's not that you have fear, but this is a spiritual warfare that you're going into. Do you know that it is finished? Like, seriously, that's the, that's the number one question. Like, do you know that it is finished? And if it is finished, what can be done? If it is finished, what can be done? Do you fear that you don't know enough, right? I know some people have this weird fear of lack of knowledge and it causes them to seek knowledge everywhere, right? Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 says, all scripture is capable to make you complete. Like I, I summarized it, but it uses the word perfect or complete there, right? Find out where that fear comes from. Dig deep in that wound. It might come from something years ago. JD was vulnerable with you guys today. He had a fear of abandonment. I'm guessing that's what you were leading to, right? That abandonment yeah, yeah, of not yeah. being there for me, which can can blend into the fear that God's not going to be there for me, right? Like my father didn't come when I waited. Well, will he come when I wait, right? Dig deep. You might find out that your fear exists from something a long time ago that you never had closure on. And when you bring closure to it, the fear will disappear. Dig deep yeah. and find out where resentments. Maybe you have something going on and all that needs to be done is you actually need to forgive somebody. You yeah. dig deep and ask yourself where this fear is coming from. If you're a rapture fear, why are you worried that you're not saved? Dig deep. That's the first thing I want you guys to do. And I really want you guys to ask yourself if you have been perfected in love. We started with that first John. We were, we were in first John chapter four, where it says, if you've been perfected in love, it casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Do you understand what it is finished means? That's a great question, uh, Sineda. I'm actually glad you asked that. You should ask yourself that, right? Uh, do you understand what it is finished is? And me and JD, that's what basically, like if this ministry wasn't called true Christian ministry, it would be called it is finished. Like straight up. Like that might be our tagline. True Christian ministry, it is finished. But once, <laughs> yay. All right, yay. That's our new tagline. I'm gonna write that down. It is finished because <laughs> that's that that's the last time at the yeah. end of the day like literally imagine jd's fear and i'm me jd bring fear into my heart real quick um i am going to leave this podcast and never talk to you again yeah well it is finished at the end <laughs> of the day I was really hoping you went with like the fear in my heart with flesh. You and I never connect on these when I'm mentally throwing something at you, like be my flesh. No, I meant be my no. flesh, but uh, 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 you know, like doubting of salvation or telling me that I'm not enough or telling me, you know what I mean? Like, so go ahead. Now let's try it again. Be my flesh. Okay. Well, Mike, you are just not forgiven. You are still in your sin and you will die in your sin. Jesus finished it. Amen. Simple as that. Amen. He has nothing to say after that. What is your fear going to say? No, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Like, he finished it. It's over. And that's the thing that kills me. And that's what really blows my mind about these Christians on, on the apps, uh, JD. I can't believe there's Christians that base their entire doctrine or their entire platform on fear. Yeah. Like, that sounds yeah. like Satan's gospel to me. Only Satan uses fear. The enemy. Yeah, you know, fear. that's. It's so, it's so, it's so. I'm glad you brought that up because someone brought it up earlier, um, and and it is, it is a fact. And I do touch on this um, quite often. And there is like a whole chapter <laughs> in in the book I'm busy with, or well, trying to finish up. Should have been done this month, but anyway, um, the fear, like a lot of the ministries out there, 
keep their congregations, keep people coming back with this fear, uh, the fear of hell. Like if you don't show up, if you don't tithe, if you don't this, if you don't serve, um, and unfortunately they use James 2, you know, faith without works is dead, um, out of context. Um, completely out of context. This is this is not what James was talking about. This is what not what James is referring to at all. Um, and again, we've we've touched on that specific verse. We've gone through the book of James. There it is on the playlist. If you want to go back, if you haven't watched this, if you're new, yeah, we've actually gone through Second Timothy. So, we've gone through with you saying that I need to go through. I'm gonna in the next week or two. I'm gonna probably go through and create playlists for all our podcasts to separate them. You know, some about faith because we're at that point now where now we're telling you guys go back and y'all gotta scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta scroll yeah. and look for it. And and there's gonna be more and more videos as we keep doing these Bible readings. So I'm definitely gonna do that uh for you guys to kind of help you uh, uh uh be able to find these old episodes because we don't want to repeat ourselves. Yeah. Like we did say these things, so go back. So yeah, I definitely yeah. need to absolutely I mean, and and in closing, like the the problem with with that is, and we see it so many times, the problem with people that come out of churches like that, they are now the agnostic. They're now the atheist. They're now the Satanist. They're now they so badly church hurt that that rather than opening up the Bible and seeking out Jesus for themselves, they've listened to these these false teachers um, preach a false gospel, and they've walked away from a false Christ. That's the that's the problem. Like people go, I was in church. I did this. I did that. I'm like, yeah, but that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. Find it in the Bible, and they can't find it in the Bible because it's it's not in the Bible. I think it's, it's interesting that whenever you talk, when it, when we're talking about a lot of these uh, uh, other people out there that definitely do things a little bit uh, wrong and muddy, we've been right every time we've said things about these situations. And this is what I mean because this probably doesn't make sense until I explain it with the Ryan Foley thing. We had people pushing back against us as we were trying to point out what's wrong and what was going to happen. We we told you exactly what was going to happen. We said exactly how he was going to fall, exactly what's going to come out, what he's going to, uh, uh, we're going to find out he's been dealing with, and then clockwork, he did it. That other person that was stalking, I, in the beginning I said, I'm not going to say nothing about him. Let his fruit show. It'll exactly dem It'll come out exactly as it, as it should. And it did. People stopped being like, yo, yo, yo. At the end of the day, love conquers all. And if you just trust the word of God, trust in his love, you can, and, and also the experiences that JD and I also have. So we've seen these things. So we kind of know how things work out, but love can't fail. And that's how we kind of started this. I heard JD mention it very early in this. Focus on love because as the scripture says, perfect love will cast out fear. And that's why me and JD try to love you guys. And when I say love, I mean the definition of love because if we can love you the way that Christ calls us to love you, then we should be able to help your fear alleviate. Because what we're supposed to do as leaders in the church is we're supposed to, I hate using it this way, but if we're, if we are technically in a pastoral position, y'all know how I feel about that word, then we are shepherds in place of Christ until he returns, not in place like to be worshiped. No, but like, shepherding <laughs> for him. So therefore, he snipped up. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to cut this up. They said they're Jesus. Um, it's our job to love you the way he loves you and, and, and therefore cast that fear away. 
And there's some people out there that they're not doing that for you, but instead you feel like this fear all the time. You feel anxiety all the time. You feel worried and you got to keep coming back to them for that because it's like, oh, please, I'm worried. What if I did this wrong? What if I did that wrong? We just trying to love y'all. That's it. Love. That's it. Just love, 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 love. That's an easy thing. Yeah. And that, and this, this is ultimately uh, so many people who have, who have, um, and I'm really trying to find the time to like, I've just still got a few things to set up and every week. I'm like, I'm going to start going live on TikTok again soon. But right now my focus is here. Um, my focus is on the podcast. Um, my focus is obviously on, on, on my studies and, and growing with God. Um, and if I'm not, if I'm not spending like, that's not going to be secondary. This is what I'm going to say to people. Like, don't let the Bible, let your prayer life and, and reading the Bible become secondary to coming to this podcast. Like, like this is not the Bible. Like, you you need we to just be in the be word. Your of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we 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 and and this is what I said. You know, the Greek definition, the Greek meaning of of exhorting one another. It literally means to come along one another. So if you picture walking along, like we see this in in if you've watched movies like you know Black Hawk Down or Hacksaw Ridge, where you see this this guy who's who's carrying his fellow soldier he's carrying them to to safety um essentially this is what it means to exhort so if i'm exhorting my brother or sister in christ i'm coming along in with you i'm i'm hooking in my arm next to you and i'm carrying you to to the point where you're like okay i get it and and this is why exhortation generally follows a a rebuke because we all need to be rebuked sometimes. We all need to have a loving rebuke. We need to be told, yo, what you're doing now, that's not, that's not, you know, walking worthy of your vocation. That's not walking worthy of your calling. Um, There's and, good and we need to hear I'm going to rebuke you and then JD's going to pat you on the back and, and, and pet your head. We work together like that. I tear you down, yeah. JD lifts you up, right? Yeah, Butch <laughs> and Sundance. <laughs> Honestly, that's been in Marine Corps. That's how we were taught. You always tear down first, then you lift up. You never end yeah. on the tear down. You end on the lift up. But no, I, I like that you mentioned that. And as this ministry keeps growing, we should reemphasize this occasionally of what the purpose is. So for the final nine minutes, let me share with you guys what our purpose here at the True Christian Ministry really is. And I think JD agrees with me on this. Um, but it's that one, we want you to question what you believe. And I know that at face value, that's so weird to hear. But what I mean mm -hmm. by that is, why do you believe what you believe? And do you actually believe it? Like you have to question that because if you don't, yeah. then you may believe in vain. You may have vain faith. And this is what Paul warns us of. Do you believe yeah. it because you've studied it or do you believe it because you've been told it and you've been told it and you've been told it? Just like when people find out like that, you know, we talk about uh, uh, angels and heaven and hell. And it's like most of the stuff we believe about that comes from outside of the Bible sources and Dante's Inferno and TV. Right. So that mm. we want you to question what you believe and we want you to be madly in love with getting the word of God and fellowshipping with other Christians. So our goal is to create an environment where you enjoy it, not where you're getting stressed out. Man, I go to these TikTok live streams and it'd be people I care about that's in somebody else's live stream. And I go in there. I'm like, I got to get out. They're in here arguing about the stupidest thing in the world in public. Like, well, what about this? And rah, like 18 people in a box, blah, 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 blah. Like, yo, this, if you leave a live stream thinking like, man, I hope I'm saved or having fear or anxiety or depressed or anger, that's terrible. I want everyone who leaves our live streams to think God got glorified. That's it. 
If you don't, yeah. if, if if ever we have a live stream where you don't leave and the majority don't feel like God was glorified, let us know because we have failed. Because that's all we can do is glorify God. And in doing so, we are seeing people saying, hey, watching y'all has made me want to open my Bible again. We don't want to replace your Bible. We want to make you hungry for it. We want to show you what, how fun it can be to really dive into it and to learn who he is and how beneficial it can be. So that's what our goal is here. We're not trying to replace your church or replace your Bible, but we do want to give you an option of fellowship and, and, and just a place where you can feel safe. Yeah. Uh, um, the Discord server, I'll go ahead and plug that. I know that the Discord mods uh, on, on our live stream nights are always working hard to approve applications, but we have a Discord server. Uh, JD and myself are the lead pastors on there again not real pastors but in our structure on there it's jd and i are your pastor type positions and then we have elders we have people that are set in place to make sure that things happen correctly we've got bible studies we've got women's bible studies men's bible studies co-ed bible studies fellowship group groups worship groups uh just general chats single parent chats homeschooling chats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's a giant server and it's a private it's a server. It's a church with... for the churchless, bro. Like you yeah. said it best the other day. It's a church for the churchless. That's yeah. If you don't have a church, this is ultimately why we are here discussing topics because these are topics that would come up in 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 cell groups in in church studies these topics would come up so the podcast is essentially a a cell group for those who don't have a church for those who have been hurt by church for those who have been rejected and as mike already hit on we want you to question something because sometimes deconstruction is essential especially if you've believed for the longest time that salvation is something you can freely get and give away like you can you've got control over your salvation a lot of people have even that have that are here with us today a lot of our brothers and sisters that are with us today came first joined our tiktoks and our and our um you know youtube thinking that salvation is something that could be lost and now they don't now they don't now they have and not because jd and i said so i want to exactly. emphasize that we never try yeah. and Look, there's going to be people that talk about us, especially as this grows. Uh, if you've been in here, then you would know. Uh, um, we only focus on one thing. We focus on put pointing at stuff, and you go there. We don't tell you what to believe. We don't tell you that you got to believe like us. And heck, even in the Discord, you could be in there with different uh, beliefs. Uh, I put it right here, um, the, the link to my beacons, which has the Discord link in there. Um, and then you just have to do an application. Um Someone said, I love that shout out from Pastor Lucas. I got sh I got a shout out from Pastor. I don't know who Pastor Lucas is, um, but awesome. Is that the guy that said, <laughs> I'm about to call him out? And he like jokingly said, like he was pretending like he was about to call me out, like a like a like the call me out, call me out. And then he switched up real quick. And he was like, I love this guy. If that's him, then yeah, I enjoyed seeing that as well. Uh, um, but yeah, guys, uh, the Discord server is, is a great place uh, and it takes time to learn. But uh, it's not it doesn't take a lot of time, but for some people it does. And I also saw someone in the comment section that said they're still battling with fear. I want you to understand that tonight's episode, if any of you came to this episode and lost all your fear, that's just the moment. That's just your emotions in the moment. It'll be back tonight because this isn't an overnight thing. I, I don't expect you all to break that overnight. Heck, even as Christians that are walking with the Lord like me and JD, we're going to have moments where fear tries to creep back in. 
right? Like it's always going to be there at the door. It's just how well do we work with that door and how well do we build up that door and how well do we secure that door? And Christ is the lock that, that can't be broken, right? We just got to remember how to put that on there. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't expect you guys to, to wake up today or tomorrow and be like, fear's gone. No, this is a journey. Uh, join us every Monday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central, and we will gladly walk that journey with you. Join the Discord server, and there's a lot of great people over there that will walk that, excuse me, that journey with you. Jeffrey Hall, Kiera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of people uh, that that will gladly be in that Discord server for you, mentors, and et cetera. Uh, I love saying et cetera, I noticed tonight. But um, guys, we're at that <laughs> et cetera, point. Uh, et cetera, um, so I will be, as always, doing a little after show over on TikTok. Don't know how long it'll last. Uh, but, J.D., do you have anything for the people? Um, other than I love you guys and, and I'm grateful love you more. To, to be uh, twice a week um, sharing with you, reading the Bible with you. Um, and, again, like if there, if there is anyone that is, that is still battling with fear, as Mark said, this is not a, it's not a – a hop and a skip you, you're gonna take time to get to get over to get over your fear but the best way to do that is to focus on god's word focus on god's word and as paul says pray without ceasing pray without ceasing always making your request known to god i love you all very much god bless you grace and peace i will see you on monday remember if you are not here you cannot be winning Free merch. And not just in and out. You will have to be present when we do it. Um, also, JD, I will uh see you tomorrow morning for you tonight, uh, for some Bible yeah. reading. Yeah, baby. Uh, make sure. uh, 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 um can we <laughs> darn it, I'll message you because there's no point us talking about right here because I'm gonna ask you about a certain time that we have to do it. But okay. Um, yeah, I will talk to you off air here in a moment. Um, matter of fact, you Love stay. You. No, yeah, I'll just DM you on Discord. All right, guys, everybody listening on Spotify, thank you for listening. Everybody watching this later on on YouTube, thank you for watching. We love you all. God bless. And as always, go in peace.